and they stop eating. Hi guys. Hello. Welcome. Oh, sorry. Oh, wow. Um, start again. Okay. Hiya. Um, my. Hiya. Yes. Do you have the bird time. Let's go again. Okay. Hello, dearly beloved. <laughs> well, here. Yeah. That's literally today. how, like, do you know, black reeds start, mm-hmm. and then somebody gets dragged. Ooh. But yeah, back to what we're doing. Hi. We're trying to greet you guys, and in like, literally, it's taken how many? Twenty seconds to say hello. Okay. Hola, my name is Sanzani and this is Chiku and we are the presenters or the host or whatever you want to call it of We Have No Idea. It yeah. is a podcast that comes out once every week on a Wednesday, mostly. Um, yeah. Chiku, want to say something? Um, no, I think that's it. We're doing an elevator pitch. Okay. That is included in the majority of the things that we do with this podcast. So yeah, Follow thank us you on for Instagram. listening. Um, follow us on Instagram. Where can they follow us, Sens? At WHNI Podcast. We have no idea podcast. Amazing. And you can follow us individually. Well, you can follow me if you'd yes. like to. At The Life of Cheeky. My handle is I am Sens. I probably won't let you follow me. Not gonna yeah, lie. so it doesn't even matter anyway. You yeah. just need to know two. Because she ain't following you back then. Nah. Um, but yeah, who is our Black Excellence of the Week, Sens? Um, I want to say my Black Excellence. Excellence. Oh, guys, I'm hungover. Just, you don't need to tell people. No, work it out. The, the, nah, just as a prefix, oh, I'm no, hungover. Professionalism. So. Don't yes. tell people. Just fight through. Yeah. Um. I was gonna say my black excellence for this week is um Nella Rose. Mm-hmm. Um. She's some tweets have came out um over the week where basically she had said problematic things about dark skinned women and black women and all that kind of stuff. And her is a black dark skinned woman. Woman. Um. She was dragged a lot on Twitter. And to be quite honest, I did feel bad for her because people there's so many people out there who've actually said the same remarks who have said the same things and they went dragged to the extent that nella rose was um they brought up her mom who had passed away and i was like i was like no like there there is a limit like people have said dumb stuff like i had to uh from i think 2009 10 ish Mm -hmm. that was a different minefield like twitter was a different minefield where basically a lot of now problematic stuff was said then and nobody even thought thought twice about it t- mm. type of thing where um it was for the heartless basically if that makes sense and a lot of problematic things were said and i think for nella there was a lot of self-hatred because that's what was popular then like in 2010 going to those like 2010 to 2014 if you dead and said you were african it was like ooh. there was this whole notion of like being a freshie so there was a lot of black there was a lot of hatred towards black people from black people if that makes sense even people who were african as well just because you came here earlier on than i was i was seen less than because of that so there wasn't that much pride and i kind of understand where she was in regards of age the time where she was i understand why she said what she said Mm. because that was the cool thing to do that was the popular thing to do within that that time where hating black women was the popular thing to do however we've seen that nella has grown like let's see like we've seen how she has grown as a person in regards to her youtube in regards to what she's been doing on social media how she's been using her platforms in a positive manner to uplift black women i don't Mm. think 
it, Nella Rose 2020 is completely different to the Nella Rose who, who made those remarks, if that yeah. makes sense. And uh, dragging her and being unforgiving towards her, it's really, really, really unfair because it's not giving her the same courtesy people which have given Maya Jama. Jeffree Star. Jeffree Star still has a platform on YouTube and he calls black women monkeys and all that kind of stuff. Yeah, but the YouTuber. isn't it different? Like... I don't follow Twitter, so I knew there was like a group of people, yeah. like influencers, who their tweets were coming back. Yeah. And I'm just like, what you say when, what is it, what happens in the dark comes to light. Yeah. So people should hold you to account. And once someone apologizes, mm-hmm. what else can they really do? Yeah. Once it gets past that point, dead it. If you don't want to follow them, unfollow them. If you don't want to support their like Uber promo codes, mm-hmm. just don't use it. Fast. Like, um, I think using your words and saying hateful stuff, like, mm-hmm. you're not hurting them the way if you want to actively hurt someone then just don't support their bag if they're promoting videos don't watch it so they can't get like the monetization that comes from it so i didn't know to the extent that various people being dragged i just knew there was a group of people but nah that's harsh bring people's mums in yeah like i I find it really really unfortunate i hope there is but those are people who hated her stuff they just have like a reason now yeah so like unfortunately those people if it was not these tweets, mm-hmm. they're probably dragging her about still being black now. Yeah. And then having to go like, oh, you say things about black girls. So, like, oh. I understand that it's really bad for her, but these people just hate her naturally. Yeah. And it might not, they probably just don't even know her, but they just don't like what she represents. Mm-hmm. So it's rough on her, you know? Yeah. Like, um, I think, I, I didn't follow Nella Rose on YouTube. Um, mm-hmm. I would watch, like, clips, let's say, if Tandy was here or if you were watching or somebody. Do you watch Nella Rose? No. No, I think it was Tandy. I watched it with Tandy, um, like uh, my little sister. So, like, I know of Nella Rose because of my little sister. If that makes sense, this is a young black girl as well. Who mm-hmm. she she looks up to her, and she and I actually had a conversation about it. And she was like, I still support Nella Rose because ultimately she she kind of represents me as a black woman, as yeah. a black girl. And I was like, Yeah, okay, do what you gotta do, baby girl. And I subscribe to her YouTube channel just to keep her numbers up even if i don't watch the thing but she still has a subscriber with one person so yeah oh yeah for sure so yeah yeah if you really dislike something just don't support things that make the money yeah that's really simplest dragging someone on twitter the like the hound mentality especially with black twitter i've mm-hmm. never really followed it but i only hear about it when like they're really going at people but like mm-hmm. black twitter can cancel you in one minute and then they just jump onto someone else yeah and it really just doesn't matter so like, if you really dislike her, just don't watch her videos. Don't use her promo codes. Mm-hmm. And that's it. I'm still going to use them. Hey. Huh? If she, I, I really hope she continues to still work. But no, yeah. I think she will. I feel as though, especially in the culture, it's not even like a black thing being cancelled. Mm-hmm. It is the way in which you apologise and acknowledge the things you said. And I think, was she like 14? I think she was like 13, 14, yeah. Yeah, that's like, your mindset's different. You just started primary, I mean, secondary school. school. So I think, um, I feel as though her sponsorships could have dried up, but in a sense of they'll dry up for two months and until then. the smoke is off her, mm-hmm. and then they'll sign you up. Because they always do those backroom things, just like, um, we love you, but right now, like, there's too much heat on you, so mm-hmm. we're just going to stop for a bit and yeah. then come back. But yeah. we're in quarantine anyway, so mm-hmm. people are getting brand deals pulled from them. True. So she seems like she's financially quite savvy. Like she bought her own like flat. So she's definitely put some money aside just mm-hmm. to get through the season. Mm-hmm. But I think she'll be fine. I hope she will be as well. And I hope she's taking care of herself. Yeah. She mm. looks like she's got supportive people around her from what True. I see. But yeah, um, I think she'll be good. Yeah, because um, what's her name? Patricia Bright. 
um, she came out in support of Nella Rose, and I was like, that's quite cool. Like, um, to have like quite somebody who's um, somebody like Patricia Bright, like standing up for her and all that kind of stuff. I thought that was pretty cool. But yeah, that's my black excellence for this week. Yeah. Controversial, but still, I, I don't think it. it's controversial. I think she knows it was stupid and dumb. But oh, like, gosh, yeah. you have to have grace, man. Mm-hmm. Uh, that's why I don't have Twitter. I say enough problematic things out of my mouth, and people just don't record it. Well, I have this. We have this podcast, but I don't say anything too problematic. But like Twitter and the instantness of Twitter, mm-hmm. like you have a thought, you spread it out. It's just not the place. Like Twitter just no. doesn't seem like a good idea for anyone because so many people have had old tweets pulled up for them, or even just retweeting something that someone has yes, tweeted. I think like, it's too much. Yeah. Too many employers are doing social media checks right now that I could not risk that. I think. Um, I wish there's a way of me like finding out my old tweets and stuff like that. There's some things that are probably not tweeted because I don't think I did. I didn't really compose tweets that much. Mm. Just retweet stuff or like things here and there. That's how I use the Twitter platform and also the DMs. It's quite funny because I send my little sister like Twitter, like the tweets, like the memes and stuff. Um, basically, I think majority of my relationship with my with my baby sister is based on memes, pretty mm. much. Um, so yeah, like that's where I get it from. But yeah, uh, moving on. Yeah. In this episode, we're going to call it Dear Black Child, yeah. if that makes sense. There is a poem called Dear Black Child, actually. You should check it out. Google it. Um, mm-hmm. It's quite cool. I want my child to know it. That'll be good. Yeah, it's quite cool. Um, and within this, I just got thinking about now, I think I'm in my 20s, mid-20s, basically, mm-hmm. where I, reflecting back on who I thought I was going to be mm-hmm. at the age of eight, who I thought I was going to be at the age of 15, who I thought I was going to be at the age of 20, and who I actually am. Yeah. Yeah. And um, when, basically, I've kind of like, comprised, I have a few questions, like, when you were younger, what who, what did you think you were going to do in regards of profession? Okay. So for me, mm-hmm. I remember I was 13, mm-hmm. and... Was it after two? No, it wasn't two thousand eight crisis, financial crisis. There was a documentary about like investment banking, and because of like the crisis, everything that happened, mm-hmm. um, they were trying to make investment banking more applicable, so people understood what goes on, what happens, and I guess what caused the recession mm-hmm. to happen. And there was a lady, and she looked like um, Diane Vostenberg. Um, and she was really cool and she owned a boutique investment banking firm based in New York City and her whole firm was just full of women who worked in finance Um, and she had like individual clients and she made the um, she made the consultations and I guess investments very personal she made sure she, she understood and actually knew every single one of their clients so she could build up that form of trust mm-hmm. um, so I knew I always wanted to work in business but like after watching that I was like yeah asset management investment banking is something I definitely want to go into okay but it seemed as a very elitist and far away um pursuit because everybody seemed to get there through nepotism mm-hmm. the majority of times I just kind of go to Oxbridge and then somebody knows somebody mm-hmm. um but I guess through looking at things like internships and just finding out people it seemed more accessible even though it's still very difficult Mm-hmm. secure places it seemed something that could be attainable mm-hmm. um so yeah like i definitely wanted to do something that was in that field of finance mm-hmm. and i liked numbers and i liked money <laughs> as well before anything i knew i liked money 
Um, so that's how I knew what I wanted to do when I was younger. What about you? Um, I remember when I was eight, I was in the car and my mom asked me, she was like, what do you want to do when you're older? And I was like, I want to be a teacher. And then she was like, teachers don't get paid that much. And I was like, gee, thanks mom. And she was like, you like to argue. What about being a lawyer? And I was like, mm, yeah, I really want to be a lawyer. And then when I moved here, I think when I was 15, yeah. I was determined to be a GP. Mm-hmm. Then I found out about med school and I was like, nah, that can't run. <laughs> I was like, nah, that, that is long for me. Like, just, just allow it, man. Mm-hmm. Um, and then I remember getting absolutely obsessed with the Twilight Saga and edward colin he could read people's minds and i was like oh how can you read people's minds how can you actually do that from like a logical point of view like in in, in a more of like reality type of thing and then i learned about psychology and i was like okay okay i like this and i was like i think when i went into sixth form i went with the determination that i was going to apply to university to, to do psychology Mm-hmm. I was really, really determined to be a psychologist. And then um, I failed my AS psychology. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and <laughs> um, I'm like, oh, like, okay, maybe not. Maybe not. This is not for me. But one of my teachers was like, have you ever considered doing um, psychiatry nursing? And I was like, no, what's that? Like, it was like, go and Google it, find out about it. And then when I read up on it, mental health nursing and things like that, I was like, oh my God, this is a perfect fit. And when in first year of university, actually a few of my friend had got, friends had gone to, to uni to do psychology, mm-hmm. them and I were kind of learning the same stuff, but they didn't get to see the conditions in real life, whereas mm-hmm. I did because of the nursing element of it. Mm-hmm. Like I started uni in September and in November I was on placement while I was working on a ward and actually worked with people who had dementia. Mm-hmm. And I remember they would be telling me, I'd be like, yeah, so-and-so said, I was like, yeah, I know. And then I'd be like, yeah, like, this is what happens. You get this condition. Da, da. So I kind of got to learn about mental health, see it in practice, see how you can treat it. And yeah, like, it's my passion. And I think my job now is even more of a passion because I actually play more, not play, that makes it sound like I do pretend. Like, I'm more of a therapist than I am a nurse. Yeah. And I'm absolutely besotted by that. Like, I absolutely love it. So know, yeah. yeah, that's cool. So that's my career um, <laughs> thing. So I suppose I didn't become a lawyer. Yeah, that's no. Them the man don't look like they don't have a life. I'm not gonna lie. Men's <laughs> law is a difficult one. Oh. It's the same with finance. Like yeah. I remember I was talking to one of the guys at our church, and he's a director, and it's a um financial analyst investment management firm mm-hmm. and i was saying how like when you're an associate level mm-hmm. you basically do lots and lots of hours mm-hmm. but once you get those high position there's much more pressure mm-hmm. if you um sign let's say a legal agreement and it's wrong you're getting fired the associates aren't getting fired yeah they're just doing the legwork so mm-hmm. it balances into it and lawyers tend to retire quite young in fairness so they're not going to be working at 60 if they do it right true or sometimes what if you are um an associate you don't necessarily have to work that much you can just have your name on the oh no so associates the bottom no not so so sorry i mean um, partner partner yes wow wow that is trash 
it's fine it's okay you've got time to learn yeah um, but yeah partner level it's a weird because partners are basically the people who go and win clients mm-hmm. so like if i was to go into asset management i went to a fancy dinner and managed to convince some of the people to come to my firm mm-hmm. to invest their money with us mm-hmm. that's the quickest way of you progressing to get up the chain of command mm-hmm. but as a partner your sole goal is to get new people to come in mm-hmm. and because you own a percentage you now theoretically own a percentage of the company mm-hmm. you can't be fired mm-hmm. but your job is literally like hunting people down yeah so it's much more stressful because you have targets mm-hmm. my target is just have something submitted by nine mm-hmm. yeah. yeah whilst these guys like so your job this month is to pull in um 50 million um pounds worth of clients nice. and if you don't have it that's your bonus because you're not even getting paychecks at that point. You get commission based off how many people you bring in. It changes for each and every firm. But that's the sort of principle. Like, you are winning clients. You're not doing the legwork that, like, the lawyers are actually doing. Mm-hmm. You're getting people to agree to you. So it's it's definitely different, but it has its high-risk, high-return sort oh, of yeah. So but, um, those men that were stressed. Oh, yeah. I've seen it. Um, so, Okay. Yeah, I'm glad. Am I glad that I didn't become a lawyer? In the regards of um, life-wise, yeah. Mm-hmm. I am really, really passionate about what I do. Yeah, that's good. And that's good. And um, I love what I get to do, even though sometimes I'm like, oh my God. <laughs> Just like, ah. But um, I am. I think there, there's been a, there's been a few weeks where you've seen interesting work days I've had. <laughs> you've just been tired. No, it's much more emotional, isn't it? Oh, yeah. Like your job, like part of your job is you have to be emotionally available. Whilst with some other roles, the hours are so long and consuming, but we just don't care about people's emotions. Mm-hmm. Like there are times where once you get to the point where you're client facing mm-hmm. that's when that interpersonal skills matter but really you're just kind of grafting getting the work done mm-hmm. and that's how you move up but yours from the jump you have to be very interpersonal and do that emotional connection True. so i guess even though the hours are much more flexible mm-hmm. it is taxing on like the mind very yeah yeah very. whilst um i guess law finance it's tax on the body and the mind but sometimes the tasks are quite repetitive yeah so it's just like the monotony more than like it's an intense piece of work mm-hmm. it's just kind of like again and again and again and you're just there for a very long time doing it mm-hmm. so it's mentally taxed on that aspect so it's, it's weird they both have their highs and lows trust me um, but paychecks you, the best bit that oh yeah I'm you're excited yeah your, your man's paychecks um are glowing i'm very excited i've already got a plant list Jesus, I'm not surprised. I was looking at houses the other, last night, like houses, as in like buy, buying property and mm-hmm. stuff. So yeah. Um, so would you be proud of the person that you've became? Um, yeah, yeah, definitely. Hold on, actually, there's awesome. a question. Who um, who did you want to be outside of work, outside of your achievements? Who did I want to be outside of my work? Um, I've always known that I wanted to make money, but I want yeah, no, that's actually, <laughs> no, it's true. It's actually it's a fact it's from true. my spirit. I will, I will tell you. I used to tell my mum and dad I'm gonna be rich, and like my mum and dad always giggle, 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 mm-hmm. and like we're nearly there. And I, I always say to my dad, Dad, did I tell you I was gonna be rich? And he's like, Yeah, you did. Mm-hmm. Um, but I always wanted to accumulate wealth to be a resource to others. I think it's only now, like my older age, I've been able to articulate that. Um, because 
like I just liked fundraising. I liked putting on events and stuff, raising mm -hmm. money for charity. And it was never prompted by anybody. Mm -hmm. It was just something that I would do. Like I remember these people came into our primary school and they wanted us to help fundraise for leprosy. And now that I look back to it, it looks as if like we were just cheap labor. Mm -hmm. Like they gave you like a gold medal at the end. Um, and like I managed to raise like 300 pounds or something. My um, my like primary school self, I literally went knocking around houses. Especially they told us, don't go just knocking around people's houses because we get support that. And I was like, I don't care. Um, so I went knocking, went to the local drug dealer's house, gave me 50 quid. It's the charity, he's trying to get good karma. True. Balance. Mm -hmm. uh, but yeah, and it's lots of little things that I guess my parents do prompt and I guess they continue to point it out to me that like, um, I want to do like cool things as well. Mm -hmm. So I want to make a lot of money mm -hmm. to use that to be a resource to others because there's lots of projects that I'm really passionate about, but they take a lot of money. Mm -hmm. And I guess some people will see those projects and look for funders, mm -hmm. but I believe that like, if I have the ability to pay for it myself, why can't I just do it? Mm -hmm. It doesn't take everybody, I guess, creating a GoFundMe to do something. If you have the ability to like mm -hmm. drop five Gs, just mm -hmm. do it instead of getting people Oh, I'll put in a hundred, mm -hmm. and then you put no. If you can do it, just do it. Like okay. everything does have to be a community project. See, I was saying that to you guys yesterday between when we we're having the FaceTime conversation between you, you and Chanel, when you guys were like, "Oh yeah, you can start a GoFundMe page." When we're talking about life insurance, huh? This is what I was I was saying when we're talking about life insurance. Because you guys, well, I was like, I've got, I've taken up life insurance. Yeah. Um, that way people don't have to start a GoFundMe page in case anything ever happened to me. Does that make sense? Like, yeah, no, but I'm saying in like, if you're giving to charity. Yeah, no, no, no. I, I get it like for myself. No, I get that. I get yeah. that. I get that. And I'm applying that sentence to say not everything needs to, you, you don't need um, a GoFundMe page for everything, including my funeral. Those don't link, but I'll just say okay. No, it's the lines. Just allow it. They don't link. Uh, so would you be proud of the puzzle? Oh no, you don't answer yours. Uh, um, what was yours? Who did I want to be? He. Would oh. you be proud of the person you've become? No. Was that not the question? No. Um, I didn't say who I wanted to be. I'm gonna say who I wanted to be because I am that person now. I was gonna swear. Is that the same question you asked me? Yeah, I asked you the same question and then I answer it, you answer it and then I answer it I as know, well. I know, but you just asked the next question. No, I started off asking the next question, however I realised that I missed a question, so I went back to that question, which is why I paused you, and then go I... back. You guys are hearing how this podcast works. It's fine, this is authenticity. Yes. Um, I wanted to be somebody who is independent mm -hmm. i wanted to be a boss mm -hmm. like a leader like just yeah like run things yeah um i wanted i don't think i wanted to get married i really didn't okay. um i do now um i wanted to be somebody who is good does that make sense Somebody is another person you marry. No, 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 no. Oh, okay. Me, you want be. To be good. I okay. wanted to be a good person. Mm -hmm. Um, I wanted to be a person who is free, in regards like free in spirit and free, just like has that freedom and that that ability. Mm -hmm. Um, I wanted to be somebody who's caring, smart, slightly scary, still smart. Um, and I think I'm all those things to be fair. <laughs> <laughs> 
yeah um i think at a young age did i did i want to be godly i don't think i understood what that meant but i just knew that you had to have a faith and followed it and i do okay so yeah that's good I don't know. My mom and dad never pushed religion on me. Mm-hmm. They said you're gonna go to church, mm-hmm. but that's like mm-hmm. was like a routine to them. And also, when I got Nando's for my dinner, <laughs> um, dinner for my lunch, priorities. Um, literally priorities. They're like you can come and you'll eat. You can stay at home and you won't eat. It's very simple. Mm-hmm. And they've still kept that mentality now. Mm-hmm. Um, they've never forced it on me, but like. Yeah, I think it's something that I'd naturally leaned into. And it's very much, I don't know how, but like my grandma definitely put that onto me. Mm-hmm. Even though I never met her in my elderly age, but I just think like, um, somebody told me she was a very prophetic prayer woman. Mm-hmm. And my mum and dad like can see the links between like me and her. So like, that's oh, cool. That's nice. Yeah. Like my grandma, yeah, I think my grandma prays. Like she prays. Mm-hmm. That woman prays. Uh, my mum does as well. I do. I suppose prayer is really important. Yeah. Um, even from a psychological point of view, prayer and meditation is really, really important. Like, if they ground you, they bring you so much peace, they ease anxiety, and yeah. And it's I really nice, isn't it? Yeah. I recommend 10 out of 10. Yeah. Yeah. But um, would you be proud of the person that you've became? Yeah. Mm-hmm. That was so cool. Mm-hmm. Um, I remember... <laughs> I remember my dad, um, before we moved to Africa, I was like a little kid. Um, so I was always very just like, just like a rowdy, confident kid. Like that stupid kid that like, people would look at me like, you're way too confident for this age. Um, in a sense of like, someone's gonna slap you in the future if you speak to a person like that. But um, I'd get on like the mini buses mm-hmm. and like be friends with the bus conductors mm-hmm. and I'd know all of them by name. Mm-hmm. And then my dad would be like, how'd you do this person? And because my uncle was still young at that age, she was like 19, 20. So I was like, yeah, I want to come with you. So I'd know like the local people in the bars and stuff. And like, <laughs> it was just so problematic, but. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I was very much like into getting to know people. Mm-hmm. Um, and I feel so like when I moved to the UK, that was kind of muted, wasn't it? Because you weren't free to be like who you were outwardly. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think my younger self would be very um, happy with how I've grown in my confidence and like the knowledge of self and kind of mm-hmm. um, just being comfortable with who I am in just various spaces and not kind of shrinking. Mm-hmm because of different energies that could be intimidating towards me. Um, so yeah, like, yeah, I'm happy. And I guess the fields that I'm entering, I will always be other <laughs> um, right. in the majority of time. I can't see me ever being the majority. Mm-hmm. And I think I need that sort of chutzpah mm-hmm. to carry me forward. Otherwise the industry will definitely kill my spirit. Mm-hmm. But I'm gonna be fine. You're gonna be alright. I actually believe that. It's gonna be fun. I'm gonna attack a few demons. But in the end of it, it's gonna be good. Finance is cut through. Kill or be killed. I I look forward to it. I have too many emotions to work in finance. (laughs) I care. You'd just be like, I care too much. You'd go to your boss and just be like, the other associates being mean to me. They're not giving me the document because they know my deadlines tomorrow. (laughs) And be like, no i actually don't do that do you know it worked the way i avoid my like i think this job it's the most i've actually spoke to my boss Mm. i avoided my boss so much when i first qualified uh and then ironically 
um, when I used to work as a band three, I bumped into one of the ward managers that mm-hmm. I worked with. Um, I think two, three days ago, the other day when I went to the park, then I bumped into her and I was like, hi, hi. Cause I was, I was admiring her dog from afar, but I didn't know it, it was her dog. Mm-hmm. And then when I saw it was hers and I was like, hi, I was like, hi. And she's the first manager I've been cool with yeah. throughout my career. And then mine now, I'm, I'm cool with her. She wants to keep me, so I'm cool with her. <laughs> so, <laughs> so yeah, um, I like that. When it comes to, would I be proud of who I am? Yes and no, because I think I'm proud of who I am in regards to my career. Mm-hmm. Um, I really didn't know, um, like, like I've said before, like my career has been kind of like full well with finding my feet where mm-hmm. I am now, um, finding my purpose and still a whirlwind. Um, there are days when I'm proud of the woman that, that I am, I'm not mm-hmm. going to lie. Um, I'm really, really self-assured that like, yeah, I'm doing the right thing. I'm in the right path and all that mm-hmm. kind of stuff. And then there's some days where I'm like, oh my God, but, oh my God. But, oh. Um, and that's okay because ultimately those, oh my God kind of days, they allow me to continue to evolve. Mm-hmm. Um, they allow me to continue to grow and being an individual who is actually more determined, more fierce. Mm-hmm. And um, I think that is a beautiful thing because it means that I'm not stagnant. Is that the word? Yeah. Yeah. In my growth, not only in my career, but like in my own personal development, I know that I'm not my best self mm-hmm. yet. I'm better than I was yesterday, yeah. but I'm not my best self yet. And I look forward to that version. I'm continuing to grow. I'm continuing to evolve. And that is absolutely fantastic. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. Yeah, that's cool. Mm-hmm. Growth. In the words of Michelle Obama, <laughs> growth. Um, cause no, I did read a podcast, no, her book, um, I was listening to it and there's a line where she says, um, people, people often ask children, what do you want to be? They don't ask, who do you want to be mm-hmm. as you grow up? And that who you want to be is a question that you continue to ask yourself throughout life who do you want to be as a mother who do you want to be as a wife who do you want to be as a friend who do you want to be as a daughter because that is consistently evolving therefore don't limit yourself just because you've reached the age of 35 doesn't mean that you've stopped growing Mm -hmm. so yeah growth um if you could change oh right you did say you were proud of yourself. Yeah. Yes, sorry. Uh, I you asked me that first. Yeah. 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 Um, if you could change anything from how you were raised, what would it be? Uh, if I could change anything. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know. Like, there are bits that obviously aren't great, but, like, I feel as parenting is the most difficult mm-hmm. tasks you can do. Mm-hmm. So there's some points in which you look back and, like, you have to give your parents grace mm-hmm. through certain situations, especially mine. I remember um, my dad had gone back to Malawi for a period of time. Mm-hmm. So me and my mum had been together for like two months. So I think it was like full on cabin fever. And there was one time where, uh, oh, I remember it. Uh, my mum was washing my hair and it was in the um, bath. And at that time, I really just didn't like water in the sense of it in, being in my face because mm-hmm. it felt as it was drowning. Yeah. So as my mum was like, pressing my head in I was like no like just kicking back and stuff I was like mum stop I had like a full on like kissy fit with her and then she was like chico try to do this da, da. and then she kind of like blew on me and then she started hitting me and I was like what 
what's going on? But like in retrospect, like that was like a rough like two months of like my mum, I guess like continuously working. And then you're kind of like stuck in the same place with two people. Mm-hmm. And like, it's totally justified. Cause at the end of the day, she was just trying to wash my hair. And even though it felt so large to me, yeah. it was just another task of like a long list of things she had to do. Mm-hmm. So I was, at some point, she knew she would have an opportunity to chill. Yeah. But this outburst was just taking her away from that time where she can actually finally relax for the first time in Lord knows how many weeks. Mm-hmm. Um, so in that sense, like, no, I wouldn't change anything. Like my parents and have always kind of been like, consistently there there was even a time where my dad had gone to Malawi for like a few months after and then like it was going good but he was just like I need to be in the UK to be present for you I think it was like A-levels first year oh horrific mm-hmm. A-levels worst two years of my life and um like I didn't tell my mum the grade but she was like oh you just ain't good <laughs> uh, so my dad's like yeah I need to come back like you, I need to be there and I need to be like present for you even in this space like things are going good but like if they go good here and then you flop A-levels, like, what does it really mean? Mm-hmm. Uh, so I think they've continued to make choices that were focused on me and for my best intentions, even if I didn't like them or appreciate them at the time. Um, so yeah, like, everything, like, teaches you something, doesn't it? Yeah. And, like, I've definitely got my hustle and, like, grind from them. Um, so, like... No, I think they do a decent job, you know. Like, the parenting is so hard. Like, I respect anybody who's a parent because, oh, they cry. They take all your money. They take all your food. They don't pay for anything. Oh, and it's difficult. I couldn't. Like, right now, my mindset is nowhere near, like, uh, so, nah, I wouldn't change anything because it is hard. A friend of mine texted me this morning. She's like, I had a dream you were pregnant. I was like, nope, I repeat it. <laughs> like no not today just no Mm-mm. not today Mm-mm. satan please like just not allow it i have too much enjoyment to do <laughs> legit like that's why i'm not a parent because i just want to do enjoyment yeah. um i think i'm in a complex it's a complex um thing question for me mm-hmm. in regards to answering it because the things that have happened within growing up and things like that yeah they've kind of shaped the woman that i am mm-hmm. um they've shaped me for the good and for the worse yeah there are times when i find myself in an unhealthy thinking pattern where i know where it's coming from where um lauren would say um i'm very very hard on myself mm-hmm. and i it's kind of like that le- that it feels like when it comes to achievements and when it comes to even my relationship with God, like I have to prove my worth. Mm-hmm. I have to prove my worth for everything. And yet, actually, when especially when it comes to my relationship with God, that's not the case. Yeah. Um, my works don't determine whether God loves me or not. Mm-hmm. Does that make sense? Yeah. It's God himself. Um, so, and I think that comes from childhood to a certain degree, mm-hmm. where it's like I think with education you have to get this good grades, so you have to get this um, this place at university and all that kind of stuff. Um, in my personal life, I think there's a lot of unlearning that I'm doing. Yeah. And that's okay. Growth. Growth. Twenty twenty growth. <laughs> I'm dancing. It's That's all we have to look forward to. True. This year's growth. Like internal growth. We're growing in in other areas, but you know. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. Growing back accounts. 
Um, how do you want to raise your kids? Speaking Ooh. of the little. Yeah, I'd like to have kids. It's mm -hmm. like the narcissistic nature inside me. I'd like to produce offspring to continue the legacy that is the Timbalas. Mm -hmm. um, I definitely want to get hyphenated as well as my name, so I want my kids to get hyphenated, but I'm going to have to do some negotiations with that because I know men are prideful. I was going to say something, but then I remembered when we're recording this, so mm -hmm. I'm going to. Yeah, so whoever I'm going with, like, I'm definitely keeping my last name, so I'll be Chiku, Tumbala, whatever. Oh, yeah. I'd like my like, kids to be Tumbala or whatever. Yeah, In of the course. End, we'll, we'll work that out. Um, I think I say this within within like early on I just let the guy know I'm like I'm hyphenating my name be lucky that I'm hyphenating it because there was a point where I was not taking someone's name mm. yeah legit like Beyonce oh yeah but like Beyonce knows Carter <sighs> no um so how would I like to raise my kids mm -hmm. um I'd like to raise them at a point where working is an option I want to be really present like I know especially with how my parents raised me, like they had to work, like if they had a choice to stay home, they would have stayed at home, but that's life, isn't it? Mm -hmm. um, so I only want to bring them into a world where I can be present mm -hmm. and there for things. Like um, I've heard so many stories of like people having like good parents, but sometimes they missed out on like that football match or they missed out on the school play. Like my dad, like all power to him, showed up at my school play, would sit on the seat right next to the wall, get the camcorder and just fall asleep. Oh. <laughs> so technically he was there. And for my part, he'd have his eyes open for the rest of it. Mm. I remember when I was older, he used to tell me those things were horrible. <laughs> I was only there for you. The rest of the kids were absolutely horrific. <laughs> Half of them could not sing. Um, and that's because my dad would work nights, my mum would work days. Mm. So then my mum would be able to like watch the videos back and everything. And there was this one dance recital. Oh, even I knew it was horrific mm -hmm. and I wasn't even watching but um, they made an effort to like show up mm -hmm. I guess with how my mum and dad were, like doing shift patterns you can I guess um, change your schedule around to allow for time to like go and attend those things but like I know in the jobs that I'm going to be in it's going to just be Monday to Friday yeah so I want to be in a place where I can be like okay I'm just gonna take the afternoon off because I have to go to this mm -hmm. so I don't want to have kids until I can make them a priority. Right yeah. now, I want to be selfish. Yeah. Like, I am 22. Mm -hmm. I'm not going to settle mm -hmm. for less than. And in that same sense, when it comes to me having children, I'm not going to... If I know I can do better, mm -hmm. why can't I? So I only want to bring them in a space that's, like, conducive and multicultural. Cultural. Um, so I'm definitely going to be a, a city girl forever. Um, I'm not sure about the suburbs. I feel as though that's where... I remember somebody used to tell me the suburbs is where joy goes to die because <laughs> um, everything looks the same, everybody acts the same and yeah you can do more so I don't know when I want to have kids but I just definitely know I need to be like present and there mm -hmm. and I'll make the mistakes but like as long as you've showed up that's all kids want the mm -hmm. majority of the time. Mm -hmm. Even if you're that crazy parent who says like, just tackle him in the ankles at the football match. I remember as a mum, we had rounders matches and we weren't even in the league, mm -hmm. but she'd always show up and just cheer her kid on. She's like, come on. Oh. I was like, that's really cool. Mm -hmm. So yeah, I'm going to be the crazy woman at the football matches. It just Even though my son is like on the bench or something. <laughs> I still want to be able to show up. Mm -hmm. So yeah, that's mine. How do you want to raise your children? 
Your bambino. My bambino is my bulbous. I think I've already had experience. It's gonna do a shade. I think um, I want to raise my little crackheads. <laughs> I get there's this meme of a kid with the mom is like, "What do you have in your hand?" He's like, "A knife." While running around with the knife, I'm like, "Yeah, that looks like my child." Lisa, how does a kid get a knife? I don't know. He's getting social services now. I feel like that's gonna be my kid. So I just look at it and be like, "Yeah, I did that." Um. I want to raise my kids with honesty and I want to raise them to be confident people in who they are. I think like you were saying, being present plays a huge part in that Mm -hmm. and not only physically present, but I want to be emotionally present and like invested in their lives. I want my kids to know that I am their parent, not their friend. Oh, my parents told me that. It doesn't make sense. Yeah. Like that line needs to be there where it's like, I am your parent, I'm not your friend. Mm. Nor is the kid my friend. Like, my you friend. Children. children. No, yeah. because it's none of their, their business. And I think it's important to shelter them. Make from them that. ignorant to something. Yeah. Absolutely. I yeah. was ignorant to so many nonsense that was happening in my family. Oh, gosh, yeah. And I want to provide them the opportunity to be ignorant and like um, be kids and believe in Santa for as long as they possibly can Santa? do. Santa? Yeah. I am Santa. They will know that from day oh, one. Oh, to be fair, I've done that with Victor. Like, legit. Like, he'll be like, oh, did this come from Santa? I'm like, no. All I believe is in Jesus. Easter it's Bunny, fun. it's me. Santa Claus, it's me. Kwanzaa, it's me. Hanukkah, it's me. Eid, it's you. me. Ramadan, it's, it's me. To be fair, Ramadan, you're not gonna be. Oh the, yeah, Ramadan doesn't, doesn't have like the Santa thing. No. Well, Ramadan isn't even for me. But um, Eid Mubarak to all you guys who are um, it isn't observing. 20... No, it's, no, as in it's, it's Ramadan. Coming, isn't it? Yeah, it's like, Ramadan now, and it, Eid, Eid Mubarak is when it finishes. It is in. Let me tell you, 22 days. Not that I'm counting. <laughs> not that you care at all. Is no. It? No, not at all. You're gonna be breaking your fast. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, mm-hmm. um, happy Ramadan to those of you who are observing. Yeah, like, hang in there. Hang in there, guys. We feel for you. Mm. Yeah. Um, but yeah, like I want to be an individual who I want my my kids to be very very open minded, mm-hmm. and I would love my kids to want to explore. Does that make sense? explore the world explore science explore physics don't explore drugs Oof. i don't have money for rehab um but yeah that's mm, the kind drugs of kids are weird when it's the sort of circles that they're in isn't it yeah but then they spend the majority of the time with their friends and in school true so you have to be actively observing yeah the people they're hanging around because mm-hmm. i didn't know but my mom and dad were curating my friends my friendship circle I'm like, oh, so what does that person do? What does their mum and dad do? Oh, that's nice. Mm-hmm. I'm like, so you're never going there again? Oh, I didn't have oh, friends, like... so. <laughs> I didn't have friends until I was an adult, so. Oh, the fruities. Yeah. But yeah, like, observing the people's friends. Mm-hmm. I guess that comes from school as well. When you're doing, like, the pickup and then drops off, you're just like, mm, okay. Okay. Do you come home smell of the ganja? Um, it's a difficult, I think, <laughs> anyway. Because a part of me wants to raise my kids in the countryside and just like, country. yeah, and be like, there'll be country like somewhere up north or um, in Gloucestershire or wherever. Like, yeah, like, <laughs> no, I said 
somewhere up north or in Gloucestershire is and like it could be down south I don't care um but like legit like I want to be actively involved um the next question is what does it mean to be a woman to you this is actually founded from a conversation that I had with a friend where how what does it actually genuinely mean being a woman well like besides your genitalia oh that's where i was going (laughs) the ability to give life i'd say that's one thing of being a woman Mm -hmm. you can choose not to but you have the ability to if you want to uh being a woman the feminine energy Mm -hmm. that is a woman Mm -hmm. um we all have masculine and feminine energies within us and the balance is different from everyone Mm -hmm. but i guess there's some energies that are specifically more feminine we'd say Mm -hmm. um and men like can be equally as caring but i guess we'd say like the caring and loving and emotionally available comes from a feminine side Mm -hmm. even though men can also be those characteristics but we're such a mix of both of them um so what's it mean to be a woman i'd say giving birth because really apart from that there's not much else separating us is it you have men who are like the best nurses the best carers and stuff and we'd like gender wise we described as feminine roles Mm -hmm. and then we have women who are amazing at like construction and who can Mm -hmm. like build things and who are very hands focused and stuff we have men who were amazing single parents who were raising beautiful children and when we tend to give that characteristics to women being amazing single parents but i feel so there's so many things that either gender or sex can do both Uh that the only thing that deciphers male and female to me is like bringing life because you can be either like it's a spectrum isn't it Uh so i don't think one thing is more woman or one man like there are things like leadership it doesn't have a male or female to it both can do it equally well okay so to me being a woman i'm gonna think about it outside of the whole women and men thing yeah to me being a woman means um someone who is a leader somebody who commands authority but doesn't have to be aggressive about it does that make sense Mm -hmm. doesn't need to be aggressive about it where you can be in authority, you can be in power with gentleness, yeah. and um, you can still command respect in such a way. Being a woman to me means power. Not gonna lie, it means power. Mm-hmm. Um, it means being feminine in my clothing, in my hair, in my makeup, and yet still being in a position of power and authority. Mm-hmm. It means. Um, being gentle with myself at times, mm-hmm. being gentle with those I'm around, being a gentle giving spirit. Uh, it means that if I choose to have kids, it happens, you know, type mm-hmm. of thing. It means that my majority of feminine energy, when combined with masculine energy, we can actually work together to fulfill a greater cause or a good purpose within mm-hmm. that i am not less than because i am a woman yeah just as smart just as brilliant just as articulate because that's who i happen to be mm-hmm. um just as ratchet 
just as gangster as a woman, right? And when I choose my partner, male or female, I'm not buying guys, but like for those who are like choosing their partner with their or male, non-binary. a non-binary, when you come with that person, it's understanding that you come already as a whole whole individual and um whatever energy whatever you know masculine energy they're bringing into it let let it be and it's actually instead of fighting against it it's seeing how you can both adapt and adjust to each other Mm -hmm. and then from then onwards move forward in regards to okay now that the two are interlinked now that the two are what they are how can we then contribute positively to society mm-hmm. how can we contribute towards those who are in our sphere mm-hmm. and then taking it from there and you can do that with or without a partner like i do have masculine energy sometimes you should see me in the gym <laughs> and that's okay mm-hmm. and um i still pos- positively contribute to society single or in a relationship like it is what it is mm-hmm. so yeah nice Mm-hmm. So yeah, that brings us to a close. Yeah, it does. Yeah, so as always, we're just going to finish with a prayer um, to close us out. But mm-hmm. um, so yeah, um, shall I do it? Yeah, yeah, I'll do it. Oh, okay, you can do it. Father, in the name of Jesus, we take this time to thank you for who you are, for your love and your compassion and your grace towards us. God, we are not worthy, but you are. You've gone onto the cross so that we can have everlasting life through your son. And we're forever grateful for you, Lord. Praying for each and every individual who's going, as we're going through this COVID-19 pandemic, that actually, God, that you protect us, those who have lost their loved ones and their family, that you bring comfort unto them, Lord. And praying for resources in regards of like PPE, finances whatever that is needed out there lord that there'll be an outpouring of it that humanity at whatever level whatever skill that they're at um comes together to actually positively impact their spheres positively impact their village lord because we are here um we cannot do this life alone we're meant to do this life as a community we may be socially distancing but we can still do certain things as part of a community to um cheer each other up uh cheer each other on lord in your and we're so thankful for that god in your mighty name jesus amen Um, So yeah, we'll see you next week. Make sure you follow us on Instagram and share this with your friends. Bye. Bye.